fellow gamers! We are the Video Gamers Podcast, here with another Squadcast for all you beautiful people. I am your host, Paul, and I am joined, as always, with Josh. Hello! And you know what? They really are beautiful people. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Right. That You right there, listening in your car on the way to work this morning. You're beautiful. <laughs> You're beautiful. Yeah. You're beautiful. Yeah. You're, You're breathtaking. All- yeah. You get a beautiful. You get a beautiful. <laughs> okay, maybe not you, but everybody else gets a beautiful. <laughs> And of course, we have Ryan. All right. I like how mine's not a question like Josh's is. Josh? (laughs) (laughs) Paul's just checking to make sure I'm actually here, is why. Like, he knows you're you're here, Ryan. (laughs) Josh, are you paying attention? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. We have Ryan the Rhino joining us. We've decided this is the new nickname. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. All right, starting out this Squadcast, guys, I know that sometimes we talk about other games that we're playing, but the three of us are addicted to Helldivers 2. We aren't really playing anything else, so there's really nothing to talk about. I'm very curious to see how long Helldivers 2 lasts. Forever. Are we going to be playing in the summer still? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All right, so let's start out this Squadcast by talking a little bit about the, the, the year in gaming so far. So we all said... We were very nervous about 2024. I remember planning for our most anticipated episode, and Josh flat out said, I have like three games. How are we even going to record this podcast? It's true. (laughs) And now here we are. uh, We are recording this on February 18th, and I think we've already had like three pretty solid releases on the year, something like that. We still have a whole lot to look forward to. Now, we, we have noticed that even though we have this huge backlog of great games that we're playing right now there is a little bit of a void that is going to be coming later this summer or at least it looks like it's going to be a void i'm kind of curious to hear from you guys like are there any games you've had on the back burner that you're hoping to play or are there any upcoming you know indie games that you think might be hit surprises what do you guys think we're going to end up doing this summer This is that's the million dollar question, man. It's (laughs) like everybody talks about okay, 2024, like coming out strong. Who predicted this? 2023 was one of the greatest years in gaming. You know, 2024 is going to be a bleak year comparatively. And so far, you know, we all laugh that it has not been the case. And I mean, we still have Dragon's Dogma 2 coming out in a month, we've got Pacific Drive coming out in two days, Final (laughs) Fantasy Rebirth, which I mean, we. Paul and I at least are super hyped for, <laughs> but it's like, we literally have these conversations, you know, behind the scenes where we go, guys, what game are we going to cover? How are we going to cover these in time? You know, um, we, we try to be organized and like, we came up with a schedule, which I forget about every time I ask Paul, like, <laughs> Hey, should we cover this game? And then Paul just pastes a picture of the schedule that we came up with. <laughs> and then I go, Paul, you should know me by now. You know, <laughs> Calendars mean nothing to Josh. <laughs> Just how many times? Like, all right, we'll let Ryan answer this as an unbiased party. How many times has Paul pasted that schedule in response to a question I've asked him? Uh, what is a million? Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately, I think it's probably like three in the last four weeks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but once a week, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like, these are all things that we like. We talk about. We come up with, and. You know, so plus we have the the like the legendary, the hijacker hosts, you know, and we yeah. have three pending right now. 
I, I think in, in that regards. Yeah. Um, and so it's we like, have, th- yeah. then we're trying to like figure out where do we fit these in because we have to cover these big releases. But at the same time, we definitely want to do our due, gil- due diligence with the hijack a host games. So there's like just been this storm of busyness. And then like late April hits. And then it's like, well, good news, guys. There's nothing coming out in April. And then we go, okay, well, what about March? And then we go, or not March, uh, May, one of those M months. And then we go, okay, absolutely nothing in May with the exception of Hellblade 2, which is like only a seven hour game. And then it's like, what are we going to do? We're finally going to be able to play all that skull and bones and yeah. kill the Justice League that we've been I, waiting you know, to probably play. probably go back oh, to Forspoken. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, give that another shot. Battlefield 2042 definitely deserves another chance. It's in a great spot, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, that that uh, old 70-year-old uh, sniper dude, have you guys seen him? That he oh, goes on yeah, Battlefield? Yes. And he just, yeah. he snipes these dudes from across the map and he just, <laughs> he's just so happy. Yeah, he's so he's just no PTSD. He's living in the moment, like reliving his past. But for me, um, games. I, the one thing I really, really want to get to because I know you guys have been hounding me about is Cyberpunk. Yes, I was hoping you'd oh, say that. Right. Nice. I, 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 you know, I have the PC for it. I got the build, so I, I want to really. After all those issues with the launch, you know, I had a bad taste, but I haven't had a chance to get back into it once kind of things calm down a little bit hopefully and i'm done dispersing liberty as much uh i i would really <laughs> want to get back in i i have a maybe an addictive personality so i tend to go hardcore and full bore into anything that i i do and i just get sucked into it so i know once i start it i won't be able to do anything other than cyberpunk so um I'm going to wait till it slows down a little bit. We get a lull in the games and then uh, I can just go in and do that. And then uh, the expansion, the DLC and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I am actually excited for that. So yeah. Yeah. I, I know like one thing I would love to play are the Tomb Raider remasters. Oh dude. They're and obviously so good. that's nothing we're going to, you know, deep dive on the pod, but I would yeah. love to have some time to play around in those. I played all of Uncharted 1 through 3 recently, but I did not start 4, so I would love to be able to finish that up. Uh, weirdly, it's just a lot of remasters that I want to get around to. Dead Space, I still haven't oh, played the remake. Oh, yep. Dead Space, Oh, Paul. yeah. Oh, it's I know. so good, man. I played through the original, I think, at least three times on Xbox, so one of these days I'll finally pick it back up for PC. So I guess for me remakes and remasters always get the boot while we're covering deep dives on the show so maybe i'll catch up on some of those really that's the only thing i have on on my horizon if that's that like sense. your comfort food basically because you kind of yeah. know what to expect but it's a little bit juiced up for you um i'll be honest i don't really have anything in mind for the horizon um you know uh, during those times uh, it's uh, you guys know me i'm a little flighty so it's going to be whatever kind of tickles my fancy or whatever game somebody mentions that i go oh yeah um i mean you know recently in shrouded i didn't get to play that one people were hyping that game up so maybe i'll give that one a try um i know from like the podcast point of view the one nice thing is is like eventually we'll get back to the force of friends 
Oh yeah, you know, and so it's like, and (laughs) just so people don't think that we have completely like forgotten about this format, but our bonus rounds, (laughs) like, we've been saying for a month now, like, guys, we haven't had a bonus round in 2024 yet. Um, You know, and we're well aware it's just been an absolute flood of games, and not that that's a, a you know a bad problem to have, but we really do enjoy the bonus round episodes. It's fun to get a little silly. Um, with that kind of stuff too. So I think we will just kind of fall a little bit back into like that comfortable routine where, you know, we're able to actually pick games for each other to play. We're going to have our fun bonus rounds and stuff like that as well. I I mean, the other thing is, you know, there's going to be some surprise indie game, you know, there's going to be some surprise release or some game that has is way better than it had any right to be you know, that kind of stuff too. So it's funny to think that there's this void, but honestly, there probably isn't. Yeah. There'll be a Dave, the diver or a hi-fi rush, or, you know, there's always those that tink that that come out every few weeks. Yep. All right. Moving on to the next question here. Uh, I like this one. If you could make $150,000 a year doing a job that you've done in the past, what would you choose? So this means you cannot pick your current job. It has to be a previous one. And it has to be something that you have actually done in the past. So you can't just (laughs) be like, oh, I want to be an astronaut, you know, or something like that. Sure. They probably make more than 150K. I was going to say, you better make more than Definitely. (laughs) I was going to say, what does an astronaut make? Like, if you had to guess, what do you think an astronaut makes? uh, I'm going to say 200,000. I was going to say 250. I was going to say three. So, I mean, you got to be really well, smart to be an astronaut. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a Google challenge here to find out. Uh, Josh, is your answer for this dolphin trainer? Really, yeah, something different? easily yeah. dolphin trainer. I was a dolphin trainer for almost two years. Um, you know, I got to swim with dolphins every day. The one downside to that job was just the pay. Um, this was a long time ago, but I was making a about $18,000 a year, <laughs> a year, mind you, living in Key Largo, Florida, which is a very expensive place to live. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, you know, I, I know what poverty uh, feels like, but I also know what having an incredible dream job feels like at the same time. So if you told me, hey, you can make $150,000 a year and swim with dolphins every day, that would be the one for me. So astronauts, don't make as much money as Uh-oh. we would have thought. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I pulled up a Business Insider article, and in 2020, according to U.S. government pay scales, a civilian astronaut earns between 66000 no. and 161000 per year. No. Mm, that's in- 160 on the high end. I guess it does kind of make sense because we aren't exactly putting a whole lot of astronauts in space. There's not a ton of funding. So, yeah, not not, not quite as high payment as I would think. I wonder if they're like hourly, though, but because you're in space, you never get time off. So you're just making like a ton of overtime. (laughs) Hourly? NASA's hiring $26 an hour (laughs) to be an astronaut. Keeping a time card (laughs) up in the ISS. All right, that sounds kind of dumb now. That you have, you ever, <laughs> have you guys ever done that with the VR going to the ISS? No. no. Oh, no. oh, you guys got to check that out. You can go up into the space station and you can like pull yourself through. You can go inside. You can go on the outside and just kind of look around. Really, really cool on a side note. Just okay. throwing That's that pretty there. cool. Yeah. I like that. That sounds fun. What about you, Ryan? What's your uh, dream job that you've had? Is it is it security working for your dad back in the day? Well, this is the hard thing. Uh, I'm from a family of entrepreneurs, so 
I haven't had too many quote unquote real jobs. Um, and I am now self-employed as well. So what I would say as far as one that I just kind of thoroughly enjoyed mainly because the people that were there and just, you know, quote unquote helping people. But I, I worked at Kinko's when I was, oh, when I wow. was a teenager Kinko's. and it was no just, longer around, no longer FedEx. around now. It's all FedEx office. They, they changed the name or whatever, but I just got to hang out and make business cards and print copies for people and, and help people trying to do their copies out in the self-service area. And it was just kind of a cool, relaxed, chill job. It might've just been the, the place I was at. I had really cool managers. I was, uh, I think 19 at the time they were super awesome. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things. The only thing that sucked was at one point, some, a bunch of people complained that the employees were all sitting down too much. Oh my god. And so so they wouldn't allow chairs in the back station. So you had to stand for 8 9 hours a day. That's stupid. Which was so dumb because you're just sitting at a computer running copies and you go and you get the stuff, you you know, collate it and put it all into the boxes and then you put it into where, you know, people are going to pick it up and stuff once they come back in. And so there was literally no point other than just kind of the presence you would, you know, show that you're standing up and working um so that was the only issue but other than that it was just a fun job christmas was crazy because we had a um you know like newsletters yeah it was stuff well no it's uh and with fedex because they were still joined with fedex at the time because this was 2007 ish or so eight ish and so christmas everybody came in to ship everything we would have stacks of boxes like to the ceiling (laughs) <laughs> and the people, yeah, we knew all the drivers, and it was it was just a cool kind of fun environment. So if I could make one hundred fifty grand, I would for sure do that. I have so many memories of going to Kinkos with my mom because this is before you know you had like the inkjet printers. It was terribly expensive. It took forever to print. Oh yeah, and you would go to Kinkos, you'd get a special little cartridge, you'd plug it into it like one of the printing machines. It would let you print. It would keep track of how many copies, and you'd pay at the end. And uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time as as a young kid sitting around Kinko's waiting for my mom to make copies. Uh, my answer for this is ironically the very first job I ever had, which was at Harkins Movie yeah. Theater. So <laughs> I I opened Harkins Arrowhead here in uh, Peoria, Arizona, and that was such a fun job because there were just so many people that you work with and it's very social. And my favorite was my senior year of high school. I was way ahead in credits. I wanted to graduate early, but my parents didn't want me to. So my second semester senior year, I had marching band from 720 to 848 and then nothing the rest of the day. (laughs) So I would go to Harkins. I worked the day shift and I don't know if you guys know this, but like during the school year when you're working like 9 a.m., <laughs> there is nobody coming yeah. to the movies. So you're literally just hanging out with your coworkers, talking, joking around all day, ordering good food, messing around. I absolutely loved that job. I have so many memories of just cackling, laughing upstairs with the other managers that I would hang out with. I loved that job. Uh, I ended up working there a total of four years. Oh, wow. And I did not get paid very much at all. But it doesn't hurt also that I love movies. And if you work at a movie theater, you probably love movies also. I just remember talking movies all the time. Such a fun job. I would gladly do that today for 150000 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, moving on to our first controversy question. Is this a controversy? No. Should mac and cheese be eaten with a fork or a spoon? And there's clearly a winner to this. Yeah, it's the fork. <laughs> yeah, it's the fork. No! Right? Uh, right. Spoon! <laughs> right no, you're face. not. You're eating spoon. mac and cheese with a spoon. Dude, you can get you can maximize your scoop potential with a spoon. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the wrong answer. That is not the wrong answer. Oh, let me just stab, 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 okay. stab, stab. Do you stab. eat spaghetti no. with a spoon? No. Okay, why? Because it's a pasta, right? If no, okay, hold on. Are you talking about spaghetti noodles? Or are you talking okay. about do you eat tortelloni or what tortelloni? What, what type of noodles? If it's if it's not spaghetti long noodles, I'll eat it with a spoon, a hundred percent. You eat tortellini with a spoon? I'll eat and ravioli. I'll eat. Uh, not raviolis. Raviolis because okay. I like to cut raviolis in half and then you just eat one. Or the half and half. Spoons but, have yeah. edges, Ryan. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. I'm trying to maximize spoon potential here. And so you can just... Man, you can scoop a big old hunk. If you're using the fork, you got to stab, 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 no. stab. And what do you, you get? You scoop. scoop with a you get fork? Scoop. No. But then you can when yeah. you get to the bottom of the bowl and you can actually like stab the noodles, the like the five noodles that are left and try to like. Bad takes all around. I am usually team Ryan when it comes to food. I'm definitely with Josh on this no. one. When, when you guys were a kid, did you ever use a fork and impale the oh, noodles on the... Yeah, yeah, on the little. It's, it's like saying, "Did you ever put bugles at the end of your fingers?" <laughs> you know, of course <laughs> you, you did get the, that. The yeah, witch's yeah. fingernails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you slowly eat one by one. You're like, "Oh no, my fingers." All right. I, well, I do feel Josh like we might be in the minority on this one, Paul. Yeah. To be honest with you, like I, I am team fork on this, but I, I, I'm willing to bet that most people would say spoon. For better or worse, I will say my default to everything is fork. Unless you have to use a spoon. So if it's cereal or a soup, of course you're going spoon. Anything that can go either way, I am always going to default yeah. to fork. I'm with you. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. No, Ryan's I'll, shaking his head. I'll, I'll, use, I'll use fork if, you know, it calls for it, obviously, on mo- most things. But small, you know, noodles or things like that, I like to be able to just scoop a big heaping, you know, spoonful, and then I can just go that way. So that's just my <laughs> personal preference. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Any, any method that gets pasta in my mouth, I'm <laughs> yeah. ultimately fine yeah. <laughs> with. All right. Moving on to a situation question here. You are on an airplane sitting in the middle seat. Yeah. Which armrest is yours? Now, they can't see it at home, but I did put a little picture in the dock. I like the picture. <laughs> so just to explain, because people are going like, what do you mean? There's four armrests for three seats. Yes. And so now this creates the conundrum of if you're in the middle, do you get both armrests and then the people on the outer side just get the one? And so that's that's the question, man. Ryan, what you think? I have the answer. If you're in the middle, you already have the uh, unfortunate luck of being stuck in the middle of two probably smelly people. So you get both armrests. For sure. You absolutely get 100%, both. hundred percent. Because the other two people can also lean away. They did a little shift and they lean on their side to their one armrest. You know, you don't need to sit in the middle of your seat when you're on the edges. So middle gets both. They already are uh, drawn unfortunate luck and they should at least be benefited with two armrests. 
That's the thing. Because yeah. if you're the aisle, you get the benefit of the legroom. If you have the window, you have yep. the benefit of the view. If you're in the middle, the only benefit you could possibly have is both armrests. Yeah. So if you are an aisle or window seater who is using that middle armrest, shame, shame on you. On you got to give the middle person <laughs> one thing. It's the only thing they get. That's that's. This is so true and it's so dumb at the same time, but it is. Yes. Like if you, number one, never get the middle seat ever. I I won't, I won't share it here, but I had a horrible, horrible experience on a flight one time where I was in the middle seat and I had two very large people on either side of me that were literally spilling over on (laughs) like into my seat. Um, yeah, just don't ever go for the middle seat. But you're right. That is your privilege if you are stuck in the middle as you get both armrests. Yeah. And that's where you put your kids. And you got to fly with kids, stick too. the kids in the middle. But yeah, it, 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 that's the only time that I would say maybe you could steal an armrest is if there's a kid in the middle. But otherwise, yeah, that, that's that's your one benefit. Yep. All right. Moving on to a game question. This is one that we've had on the outline for a while. We just haven't gotten to. What is a game that you just can't fathom how people can enjoy? The Sims. <laughs> oh. This is such a wild take. You Bruh. hate Sim games, and I don't I, understand. I, I do. I hate love Sim games. Sim games. I was, I was up. It was up there with like Trucking Simulator and Lawnmower Simulator, and basically any Sim game. But then I started thinking them? about it, Sim and Ant? I was like, The Sims, Simcopter, Simant was fun, but that was also back like before games were really, really popular you know what i mean it's it's kind of like all you had and it was such a unique thing at the time um yeah for me and i know there's people gasping right now but i can't i cannot understand a game where you want to like just do daily life like you go to work in the sims like you build a house you have to sleep and like cook dinner and i get the whole you can have fun and lock them in a closet and burn the house down and all that stuff but it's just like why do i want a game that just mimics the mundane parts of life man like i don't understand that and i get that people love it because the sims is a monster franchise but that for me is the one game that instantly came to mind was just like, I can't fathom how people enjoy this. You can go on the career track to be an astronaut, collect a go. cool 66,000 a year <laughs> and you get to live out your dream. That's, that's like the whole thing in the Sims. You get to live out what you can't accomplish in but real you're life. You're not living I mean, it out. You're just, it's just, you're vicariously. Pixel guy. <laughs> <laughs> little pixel yeah. Guy. And you're not really killing anything in remnant Two, I mean, but it gives you that feeling, right? Yeah. Again, R- Ryan's know. more of a fan of the Sims. Ryan and I have played the Sims yeah. together. I know he's more of a fan. We played a ton, especially growing up. I know, um, there's so many things too, especially if you have a household where people are all playing and you're on the same, you know, this is old school back when, you know, you're all in the same neighborhood. I remember when, we were playing, uh, and uh, Bonnie, you know, Paul's uh, sister-in-law. Sister-in-law. Sister-in-law, yeah. uh, my cousin. I stole her wife on on the game, and she got so mad, but it was just so much fun. <laughs> and, and, and she was trying to steal her back. And yes, you have to do the mundane things. They, they get mad when they have to do dishes and stuff. But the thing for me on The Sims games is I love the architecture. I love to build this most the most ridiculous cool house and I have all these crazy things in it. And so it's just, it's one of those things. It's I I haven't played one in a while, but I definitely played a lot of Sims back in the day. I wouldn't say I'm a Sim hater, but I'm also probably not a Sim lover. 
I think it's also a little more dramatic than Josh may realize. Like, yeah. if you're inviting the neighbor over to to come sit in the hot tub, yeah. <laughs> you know, like these go places that are not just mundane details in life. You're not just vacuuming and cooking yeah. dinner. I mean, there's a little more intrigue to it than just that. You know, so there there are other reasons. You're missing out, Josh. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I like how I like how I said I can't fathom how anybody did that. Both of you launched into like a, trying to sell it why it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, still I can't it. fathom it. Nice try, guys. But <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What game can you not fathom people liking? Um, as someone who has thousands of hours in this game, why is anyone still playing Destiny Two? Brandon Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Yeah, our our one and only Discord moderator yeah, yeah. still only plays Destiny Two. I I don't understand it. Uh, I have a really really good buddy, my buddy Sean. He he. I keep telling him, and I joke, and I and I I joked at everybody else. Is like you're just you have too many hours, and you can't let it go. Like there's no reason to play it anymore. It's 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 lost all of its fun enjoyment. All, everything they're doing is just. I just, I, it's beyond words to me. I don't understand why anybody still plays this game. And that's coming from someone who has thousands and thousands of hours in Destiny 1 and 2. I, I just don't get it. Makes you kind of sad, doesn't it? That it's it, like you it can makes see a game so that went from like the pinnacle of your gaming experience it's to what it is now. So much of my life. Like it was, it was where Helldivers is now, where I, any chance I got, I'm like, oh, you know, even if I didn't have a mission or a nightfall or a raid or anything to do, I'm like, I'm going to go grind mats so I can use it for this. And I just wanted to be on the game. That's all I wanted to do. And now it's, I just couldn't even fathom loading it up. My buddy's been trying to get me to play. He's tried to buy me expansions. And I'm like, I'm no, I'm not playing, dude. I'm not going to play. So yeah, I, I just, I don't get it. The one's beyond me. Yeah. When I was thinking about this, I have a pretty wide range of genres that i like i can fathom almost liking any kind of game even though that i'm not like a big souls like guy i get the appeal the one for me that is furthest away from what i enjoy is escape from tarkov that to me uh, extraction shooters do not jive with me at all we've talked a lot about why we game the way we do and this also feeds into partially why josh doesn't like sim games like for me, gaming is mostly about escapism. And I always joke that life has enough conflict and stuff to overcome. <laughs> I'm not looking for a challenge in my games. So the whole idea of playing a hardcore shooter that is loaded with cheaters, where if I bring any of my good items and die, I'm going to lose them. It's just so sweaty. And, f and the cheating is what takes it over the top. I, it's hard for me to imagine why people spend so much time in Tarkov, but if, if the game was run perfectly well and there were zero cheaters, I could at least understand somewhat. I have zero interest. You could not pay me. You you could offer me 150000 a year to play Tarkov. Maybe I'll take the job, but I, I would honestly have to think about it. Ooh. Ooh. I would do it. I would do it. Everyone wants to do it. I'm in. <laughs> I know. You want to sponsor Ryan? <laughs> 150 grand. Right here. I, Josh, what if you what if you could play Animal Crossing eight hours a day for a hundred fifty thousand a year? Oh my goodness. Would you take it or would you have to think about it? I, I'm having to think about it right now, so that means I'd probably Oh <laughs> dude. You'd have to at least sleep on I it. I mean right? eight hours a day, every day, yeah. Monday through Friday, of nothing but Animal Crossing. Like I think I would start to hate life, man. 
Yeah, like that's how I would feel with Tarkov. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that because you'd just be frustrated. I'm with you a little bit, Paul. I don't hate them like on that level, but I do get the like. It just leads to frustration. This is why we don't rank them very high. Uh, I was actually watching um, uh, Red Letter play Tarkov Arena the other day, and you know he loves the game, and I I love that for him. And the arena mode I could actually see being a little bit better because you're not losing all of your gear because somebody hid in a bush and sniped you or something like that. I. I get the risk factor and the and the adrenaline and that is like the draw but getting killed randomly and then losing all of my gear is just a recipe for frustration for me at that point um so I I I get it I'm just not quite as far as like on Paul's side of that but yeah I I I understand that thinking too Paul Well Ryan the good news is that Tarkov is rolling out their first microtransaction where you can buy a bigger stash with nice. real life money. So if you're yeah. making 150k a year, at least you can afford the bigger <laughs> stash. <laughs> All right, perfect. All right, moving on to our next game question. Ooh, I like these. I, li- I like the questions that go a little bit behind the scenes. Was there ever a game or a deep dive that you guys argued over doing? Like for example, one person wanted to cover a game and the others didn't. <sighs> I can't. This is easier for me and Josh to answer because we've been around longer. I, I actually tried to think about this one and, and I couldn't think of like a specific example, but your memory for these things is better than mine, Paul. The only. I, do ahead. you have one? I have one. Oh, well, it's sure because oh. I don't. I, Final it's, Fantasy VII? It's, okay. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. What Ryan's like, I, don't you guys try to make me play it? <laughs> dude, why do you keep calling me out, man? You keep saying everything I'm about to say. <laughs> We just did this. You're a mind reader. Yeah. This is exactly be quiet. the second I read this, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. You know, it's Final Fantasy. I, guys, I really don't want to deep dive it. I know we're going to have to. I know the, pe- the people, all the masses out there want it. I'm just not a Final Fantasy guy, and I don't want to do it. But what if you become <laughs> one, Ryan? What if this is the game? How many? There's go, like okay. 17 Final Fantasies. How, how yeah, am I going to become one now? Come that's on. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> I, I would say the only time I think we've ever argued about like a release or a deep dive is if like we we have this struggle where sometimes it's like there's this really big release that's coming out that we probably should cover from like a like a standpoint of like the podcast, right? Like this is going to be a huge AAA title. We're not super excited about it, but we probably should cover it for like the show. But then there's this game that we are excited about but is probably a lot lesser known um by a lot of people so i think that's the only time where we've really sung like hey which one are we going to go with and i think there's times where you know i'll go i'll think one thing and then paul will think the other thing or something like that but paul you that's generally the case that's generally the case normally it's josh going we got to do this and paul's like i don't know and then i'm just like in the middle just sitting here like (laughs) i don't know guy i'm I'm down for whatever and josh's like no no no, we need to do this and paul's like i i I get i'm well uh so (laughs) well and i normally word things in questions so like the other day we were talking about like recording a hijack and i was like well when are we gonna do the deep dive because like the schedule's kind of already full and i'm more of like the calendar schedule guy no I, i think the only thing that really pops up with this was very early on with josh todd and me I don't, I don't even remember what game it was. There was some game that we said we, we were going to do, and then it released, and the critical reviews were not very good. And I remember Josh saying, let's not do this. 
And I just remember saying, well, we can't marry every game when we would do make love, marry or murder. And I remember saying, I almost like that it's bad because we have to also rail on bad games at the same time. Maybe it'll suck to play, but we can all like forge trauma bonds together and now make fun of it in the aftermath. (laughs) And that was more of like, that wasn't even a specific game. It was more of like a general idea because at the same time, I think we've all played games where critics love it and we don't understand why or critics hate it and we're like dude you're just missing the point like this game's just fun so no i I don't think there's any specific ones there's only one game that we ever announced it will be our next deep dive and then we scrapped it i don't even remember the name it was that stupid game where you kept getting where i kept getting stun locked and uh, i whined uh, the whole time xbox um blood something blood sport or blood battle battle brawl battle yeah, it was something the, like that. It was yeah, like a character brawler type game. Oh, what was that was that one game? where where you, me, and Todd played like two rounds, Blood and we're like, "Nope, we're out." Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember the name. That's the only one where, and that was like all three of us were on the same page because it's tough because you know we don't collect regular paychecks from this. This is not like a normal job where you get an assignment but you're getting paid. And so your boss just tells you what to do. You know, this is largely a hobby for us. So there is a certain balance between we want to cover big, well-known titles, even if they're poorly reviewed, but we also don't want to hate the next two weeks of having to play the game. So there is a little bit of a fine balance. Bleeding edge. Bleeding edge. Bleeding there you edge. Go. I, I couldn't think. I was like, it's not blood, but it's blood and something. Yes, that was Bleeding that edge. was the one. Sorry, I didn't terrible. mean to jump in, but it took me a minute terrible to access game. the memory there. <laughs> yeah, that game was no good. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump down in our outline a little bit. Let's let's do a, a host game here that yeah. Josh came up with. This this one's a really fun idea. This is where Josh came up with a list of situations. And the three of us are going to say who is most likely to be a part of that situation, right? That's the whole idea here. All right. Should we just start at the top of the start list? At, yeah, go down the Let's list. Do it. All right. Which of the three of us would most likely rob a bank? Paul. I say Paul as well. <laughs> I say me all. I say me also. No, no, all is the listeners because- are going, wait a minute, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is Paul. Paul would be the most likely because to rob a he's bank. a genius and he could get away <laughs> yep, with it. That's, that's exactly why. why. It's a victimless crime. <laughs> the money's insured. I'm here for the insurance's money, not your money. Right? This is the line from Heat. Yes. You guys know how much I love heist movies. If I had to commit a crime, like you could do a lot worse than robbing a bank. Come on, this is like in my mind the coolest crime you could ever commit is, is robbing. Lucrative a bank. too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I love the fact that people would, I think their initial thought would be like me or Ryan on this one, but it is a hundred percent Paul. Yeah. Instant, it's me. Yeah. Instantly. I was reading the outline and I was like, yep, Paul. Yeah. Off the when, bat. When you guys, when you guys like walk into a bank, do you start like oh. casing the joint? Are you eyeing the security I, I, cameras the, and I, clocking them? I don't go into a bank very often anymore, but there is a yeah. time where I'm like, okay, there's one employee over there. There's two over there. Get your camera there, on. camera there. <laughs> I and will, then I just yeah. <laughs> I will say though, as uh, a husband of a wife who who worked at a bank, they really don't have that much money on hand. Yeah, no, they don't. You can have you come in if you got like a hundred thousand dollar check. And you're like, I want to cash this. They have to order the money, like they have yeah. to go and call it and bring it in. They're like, you should have called ahead and stuff like that. So, as it can be lucrative, pro- I'm sure at certain places, most banks don't have that much money on hand. As far as cash. 
Yeah, for the risk involved. And to be clear, when I say it's a victimless crime, I know there are victims. People pay for the insurance, okay? I'm I'm half joking. I just mean, if I'm going to... I'd rather rob a bank than, like, mug someone right. in an alley, oh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, to- totally different. Yeah. All right. Next one here. <laughs> Fart in public. Josh. It's clearly I was, Josh. I was, was, was going to vote for myself care. on this We're one. We're two for two, baby. Uh, yeah. yeah, that easily... Um, I, I once embarrassed my wife horribly in a blockbuster video one time, Oh uh, no! looking through the game <laughs> section. This was, I mean, this was probably 15, 20 years ago. And there was a little kid, probably eight to 10 years old standing behind me. And I let one rip like straight up <laughs> on this kid. And he whipped around and looked at me and I instantly started giggling and he just ran down the aisle and I could hear two aisles over with him just laughing to his friend going, that dude just whipped one like right on me, man. And my wife heard it and she was mortified, dude. I mean, mortified. And to this day, she still is like, yeah, do you remember when you farted on that little kid? And I was like, I sure do. (laughs) I, to me, that's like the most mortifying thing that could happen. I, I think I was in like third grade and I remember in the middle of choir Uh-oh. that I accidentally <laughs> farted and people definitely heard it. And I 100% turned and blamed my friend, Dan Kinnaman. Oh, no. And he blamed me. Yes. And apologies to Dan. It was that was me. me. But I was never going to admit it. I, I was like eight and I was like, nope, I am going down with the ship. It, I am deny, deny, deny until the day I die. I am not going to admit this happened. It was me the whole time. Oh, (laughs) that is hilarious. Oh, man. All right. Next one here on the list. Who is most likely to rage and smash their controller into a wall? Josh. Paul. I I said Ryan. Me? I don't think any any of us would. No, but I I felt like, okay, I don't know. In my defense, one of us has flipped the table during game night. That... (laughs) Okay. I was 18 years old. Wow. I mean, I've never <laughs> a long flipped the table ago. before. <laughs> I've like also never flipped the table. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. Fine. Yeah. That, that one can be me. All right. Who is most likely to secretly use hacks? Ooh. <gasps> none of us, I hope. Uh, it would be none I of think- us. I, we are all very opposed to hacking. But if we had to say one of us, who would it be? I would say Josh only because... Josh comes from a family of if you're not cheating, you're not trying. It's like true. Josh is more likely to cheat in something like Monopoly. I don't think Josh would like download hacks, but that's the only reason that I would say Josh might be more likely. It's a little bit more baked into your DNA. I agree. I, number one, again, <laughs> let's be clear. None of us, we all hate hacking immensely, but I would say if, if we had to pick somebody for this one, I would say me because I hate to lose too. Oh, that's a good point. You know, yeah. I will say I do not cheat. Like there was a time, yes, when like my family, like you said, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying kind of thing. But then later in life, when I grew up, I realized like even if you're cheating, even if you win, you're not really winning. So it's like I, I yeah. can't remember the last time I've cheated like at any kind of game ever. Like, you know, it's just not something I do anymore. But there definitely was a time where <laughs> it was like, hey, man, if you ain't doing it, that's on you. Yeah, hacking in online games would be like, I don't know, boxing a toddler. Right. Like, yes, of course, yeah. I'm going to win. And then what satisfaction is there? Like, there, there is none. I just, I, I don't understand. I'm sure for like a match or two, it's fun. But 
after that, where's the enjoyment? You know, what what do you get out of that? It's not it's you're not you're not doing anything. The 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 aimbot or whatever you have is doing all the work. So I just don't see the longevity of enjoyment for something like that. So yeah, I I just have no desire to do that because you know you do it once or twice and then the fun's over. Yeah, totally agree. All right, next one on the list: Who is most likely to kill everyone with the mortar century in Helldivers Two? Ryan, Josh, Ryan, Ryan, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. You can Not vote me. for yourself, Ryan. It's okay. <laughs> All right, it's me. It's me. Also, guess who has never unlocked the mortar century? I was just gonna ask if you even unlocked it because nope. I do have I, it. I never will. I will unlock every other stratagem except for that one, just to prove my point. That's why you never Ryan. have the most kills. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you've given Josh PTSD about yeah. this. <laughs> I have. And that's why we got overrun earlier today, because all the little guys didn't get killed by a mortar sentry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which of us is most likely to be willing to do something really stupid for 50 bucks? Oh, I'm going to say me. It's not me. It's one of yeah, you it's two. Definitely and I, not I'm Paul. having trouble I, with it's, this. This is a tough one between me and Ryan. I feel like I'm a little bit cheaper than Ryan. So it's like, I think I'd be willing to do a little bit more for $50 than Ryan would. Like Ryan would do it just for the fun of it. I would yeah. do it because you're paying me $50. I, I would. Yeah, I'd do it for the clout, for the, for the admiration the and the yeah, street cred. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get your street cred in. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, 50 bucks is whatever. So unless it's something cool. Then I'd be like, ah, whatever. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm easy. All right, we'll bright. give that one to Josh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who would be most likely to go skydiving? I'm gonna say Ryan on this one. Yeah. It would be Ryan. As much I as I would it. love to go skydiving, I'm terrified of heights. And I feel like Ryan would just be like, at any given moment, somebody's like, let's go. He would just drop everything and be like, okay, let's go. There's a picture of me in my high school yearbook, because I uh, I was on the marketing team and we went there part of a field trip. And I, I was like, guys, get a picture of me. And I went to the side and I hung off the side of a cliff. Like I was climbing oh, yeah. up it out of the Grand Canyon. So I have zero fear of heights. And uh, yeah, so I, I've wanted to go skydiving since I was a kid. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the one I struggled with the most. Who is most likely to be the biggest baby when they have a man cold? Oh. Because I don't think this is any of us. I don't, I don't. I think it's Josh. We, we all we all get Josh. sick, but we don't complain about it. I don't get sick. I don't. I mean, my wife would probably agree. But when I you get sick, I bet you're a baby. I, I I mean, I do like attention, honestly. Like, and so my <laughs> wife would probably agree. Although I don't, I rarely ever get sick. And even if I am sick, I say I'm not sick because it's like I can still function. So. See, that's yeah. the thing. I tell you guys when I'm sick only because there's a chance I might not be able to record. I deny being sick to my wife and everyone else. Like oh, yeah. Nikki gets mad at me. It's allergies. Because sometimes I'll be like, man, I was so sick like the last four days. I'm so glad I'm better. I'll, I'll admit it after the fact. Yeah. And, and so she'll call me out sometimes where she's like, you're sick, aren't you? And I'm really not. And I'm like, I'm not. I know you think I am. I know you think I'm playing games. I'm not sick. But I grew up with um, all right, a little bit of a drive-by on on my dad here. My dad is, he does not handle being sick well. And there were a lot of status updates that I always hated hearing. And I <laughs> made it my mission in life somewhere around four years old that I will not complain when I'm sick. And so I was like, this is the one I would not want put on me because I very intentionally do not complain about being sick. Yeah. 
yeah. Ryan, Ryan can probably imagine sort of what I'm talking about. Ryan's Ryan's been exposed to some of the shenanigans over the years. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, should we keep going with this yeah, list or should we save? Out. No, All no, right. no. All right. Lock him out. Let's do it. All right. Who's most likely to eat something off the ground? I would. This, this is me. I, I, see, I, I was going to vote I, for I, myself because I'm not. Oh, a, I, don't I don't care about germs, man. Me neither. I was going to vote for me. Okay. So we're all gross. We're so, all, so, yeah, okay, well, I have a recent story for this. So at the open, I, oh, ate a pe- no. I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that was probably one of the best I've ever had off the ground. How did that happen, pray tell? I was walking through with my friends, and we were going up to this other hole, and we see this guy carrying this huge tote of, of food, and he's walking through, and it's got piled high. A couple things fall off. Some other guys pick them up, and the guys just beelined away. So he's gone. They're like, uh, and they're two sandwiches, and they just didn't know what to do with them. So they set them on the back of one of the uh, carts for like the open. Me and my friend look at each other. I'm like, those are sandwiches. I was like, they just fell right there. Let's get them. And now unwrapped, <laughs> unwrapped no, sandwiches. No, they're not unwrapped. They were they were wrapped, but oh, well, that but no, count. no, listen, 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 listen. It was wet and muddy. Because it was at the open. Eh, it still had a wrapper. So on it. it was okay. It did have a wrapper on it. Some of the bread was a little wet and soggy and kind okay, of wet and gross. muddy. Yeah. So that's, I, right. I kind of picked that part off a little bit, but I did eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich off the ground at the open with 400,000 people there. For a second, I thought Ryan was about to be the real life example of my favorite joke from the show Parks and Rec, oh. where at the <laughs> town meeting, one. the lady yeah. says, I found a sandwich in the park yesterday, and I want to know why it didn't have any mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's almost Ryan. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a germaphobe at all. This would not bother me. I remember someone calling me out on this and said... No, there's no way you would do it. And I was like, dude, if you dared me, I would chew gum. Someone else chewed. And my friend said, all right, here you go. And I I chewed it and then spit it out five seconds later. But that doesn't gross me out. I I, I couldn't care less. Yeah. You're still alive. Yep. Still alive. And we never get sick. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Who is most likely to ask their wife to take care of a bee loose in their house? Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Listen, okay, this is situational. It's not Ryan's because I didn't... It was so funny. Ryan's face for a second there. It was so funny. It's not because I didn't want to take care of the bee, or I couldn't, or I was afraid. I was playing games, or I was... What What happened? I was... And we were in the middle doing? of a Helldivers mission. Yeah, it was Helldivers. that's what it was. Josh was AFK, which made it even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> that I just keep hearing... I, I hear Ryan's son, Jackson, right in the room. I can't hear what Jackson is saying, but then Ryan's like, okay... It's just a bee. It it's fine. I'll take care of it in a minute. And like, because Ryan's like, it, you know, focusing on hell divers. Jackson comes in to talk about the bee again, and the next thing I know, Sarah comes in, Ryan's wife, and Ryan's like, "Honey, you don't get it. It's suicidal difficulty. I can't just go." <laughs> So I told Josh, I said, you missed a lot of B drama in the last few minutes. Uh, so I love that it made its you know, reappearance. I, sorry, and then, Ryan. I had to put it in there. That's fine. And, <laughs> and we had to ask Ryan for a B update later. So it, it turned out they got Sarah the, was able to lo, take care of lo it. Lo and behold, they got the B out fine. Oh, whoop-de-doo. They got the B out. <laughs> See, it's not that big of a deal. I will never forget that Ryan's like, honey, it's suicidal difficulty. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's because they don't understand. I'm like, I got 800 bugs coming at me right now. You got one bee. Take care of it. 
Oh, I love it. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> All right. Who would be most likely to be in a situation where they have to emergency land a plane? Well, think that they can emergency land a plane. Oh, think they yeah, can. Like who would think that they can land a plane? I mean, they say anyone can do it if you're being talked to by mission control, or are you saying like all of a sudden you're in a cockpit and you have to land this plane yeah. without any help? No, yeah, that. Do I think like, do you could think do it? you could land a plane? Like, I who think, do you think I could do it. Do I? Yeah. Who would I trust to do it? Paul. Because Paul would listen. They're like open flaps, deploy this, do this. If you gave Paul degrees, a checklist, he'd do it in a yeah. heartbeat. Ch- like, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. If, if you had instructions written down, Paul would master it. I'd be like, hold on, let me bank this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's going full flight. Invert the plane. <laughs> fly upside down. I've done this 12 inverted. times in video games. <laughs> <laughs> I did play a lot of Microsoft Flight Simulator so back in the day. My answer is Paul. Easily yeah, done. Paul. Yeah. All right. I would say me if I have instructions. If there's no instructions, I might, I might say Josh. I feel like if it was just, here's a thousand buttons, good luck figuring it out. I don't know that I'd be able to do it. I feel like Josh would just keep a cool head, start tinkering with stuff, and, and might be able to figure it out. But yeah, that's a Good funny answer. one. Good answer. <laughs> All right. Who is most likely to think that they can win a fight against a bear? Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> and to be fair, Ryan would have the best chances it, 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 it's <laughs> at true, fighting a bear. But you also think you can beat Paul and I simultaneously, Ryan. Well, so. one, I could 100% do that. <laughs> Two, the bear wouldn't expect pocket sand. Right. So <laughs> That was my defense against you. I said, I'm bringing pocket sand. Yeah, it was a good defense. I'm going to use it against a bear. You use All it right, against fair. a greater opponent. Duh. Oh, man. Did you guys see on Reddit just the other day, the guy with the shotgun and how the bear keeps charging him? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And how he, he doesn't shoot, shoot the bear. I, dude, that guy was uh, cool as a cucumber because I would have shot that bear yeah. long before that guy did. <laughs> oh, I've seen so many of like mountain lions that are like stalking hikers yeah, that dude. get close to like their cubs and stuff. That it's no scary, joke. man. I just yeah. saw one the other day where uh, a mountain lion came down to the guy in this like little cavern and it's really tight, maybe four feet across and it's like kind of a stretch and then like a T and the mountain lion's trying to get out because it's freaked out and it just mm. keeps running in circles around him and he can't get out and the guy's just like standing there. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, it's oh man, <laughs> but I could beat him a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Does it depend on what kind of bear? Polar, grizzly, brown. I would smoke a black teddy. bear. Yeah. Koala. Smoke <laughs> brown, teddy bear. brown bear or yeah, teddy bear I could I would be too. Uh grizzly bear n- no thanks. Yeah, yeah. All right. Last one. Who is most likely to be contacted by the CIA to complete a secret mission to save the world? I'm gonna say me. What? <laughs> I just maybe it's because I want to be a you know a, a, a like a, a top secret agent, but I say we Paul. need an undercover dolphin trainer. Also, <laughs> it's like you know, I, I think I have the widest set of skills amongst this bunch. I have a particular oh, okay. set of skills. You and Liam Neeson, yeah, you got a got a lot yeah. lot of skills. Okay, <laughs> dolphin well, I, trainer. <laughs> hey, dude, the Navy uses dolphins. Sure. To like uh, to go find mines and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Josh is like Aquaman. Yeah. He's just swimming through the ocean <laughs> <laughs> on my dolphins, oh, man. just riding. <laughs> I could see Josh, or I could see Ryan. Either way, I say Paul because it's going to be in the capacity of uh, it may not be on the front line, 
I could totally see Paul, the man behind the. Computer, He's the guy in the know. van. Paul's yeah. the guy in the van yeah. that's like directing everybody, shutting exactly. down the traffic lights. That's like, the first yeah. thing. V- I Ving Rames. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mission Impossible. Yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we always have to end with a food question. So we are going to be ranking these three Italian staples spaghetti, meatball hoagie, and chicken parm. This is easy. You got to rank them. One, so two, three. I, one being the best. I have a quick question. Is the spaghetti just straight up noodle, like pasta and sauce, or is it with other things? Uh, you can't have I assume meatballs it's like a on meat, it because there's but the a meatball meat hoagie. Yes, a meat sauce. So, so just a meat sauce. Okay. Just a meat sauce is okay. what I was thinking. Or it could be like the garlic brown butter or like the... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you could you could go with the spaghetti you want. You just can't use meatballs on it because meatballs are already in the, the meatball. What hole. about Italian sausage? Sure. Okay. Is All right, who wants that, to go first? I'll go, I know my answer. Mine is meatball hoagie number one, spaghetti number two, chicken parm number three. Really? Yeah. Okay. I love what's oh, uh, dude, a good meatball hoagie is. Ooh, so good. Also, simultaneously, really bad meatball hoagies can well, go bad. I was fast. just about to say, yeah. this ain't no Subway meatball hoagie, so get out of here with that <laughs> nonsense. I'm talking like an actual good, like a really good bread, good, like dense seasoned meatballs. Like I'm talking the real deal. It's been baking all like for like three days straight in the crock pot. You don't want a like, soy meatball? No. Subway? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Impossible meat meatball. Yeah. A, a really good, like, especially if you make them homemade, like oh, homemade, yeah. legit meatball subs yes. are so freaking good. A little surprised to hear you put chicken parm last because it's such a popular dish. What why do you have that third? It's just like I mean, I feel like every chicken parm is the same. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had like the chicken parm at Olive Garden. I've had the chicken parm at some really fancy Italian restaurant. I've had the really terrible chicken parm from, I think it was Subway that was trying to do it for a little while. Like, and and it's like weird because like that's three levels. And to me, they were all about the same. Yeah. The ceiling is relatively low on chicken parm. What what about you, Ryan? How do you rank these three? Uh, I'm going to be with Josh on the chicken parm at the bottom. Yeah, like he said, it's just all there's. Just, I, it's one that I definitely don't eat that often. When I do, it's all right, you know. But it's just kind of, it's all just chicken parm. So I never had one that I was like, "Whoa, that's a good chicken parm," you know. So, um, and then I'm definitely going the meatball hoagie number one. You get those yeah. big beefy meatballs with. The, I make. I want to say I make a pretty decent meatball, and you get that little bit of a. Where the onions are done, but it's a little crunch inside when you bite that meatball. Yep. Oh, it's so good. So good. And then, <laughs> yeah, spaghetti with, um, I, I prefer Italian sausage. That's one of our go-tos for our, you know, the Crouch family household staple. So I make that quite often and and uh, I love it. So yeah, chicken parm at, at the bottom. I think you guys are crazy to not put spaghetti at the bottom. That's definitely really? last for if me. They, if there was yeah. no meat, it's good spaghetti, spaghetti at the bottom. Oh, man. If, like, good spaghetti at its best is a 7 out of 10. I will never order spaghetti at a restaurant. Oh, I mean, I won't ever. either, but I still think it's... I think it has more potential than chicken parm. Do we all agree that the accompanying garlic bread yeah. or breadsticks are so much better than the spaghetti? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. So to me, spaghetti is dead last. To me, the other two are almost a coin flip. If I had to just pick one, I actually would put chicken parm one 
because I like that it inherently has the crispy deep fried texture. A meatball hoagie, as much as I like it, generally you have a soft meatball, soft cheese, and soft bread. And I feel like um, the, 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 basement is so much lower than a chicken parm chicken parm is always going to at least be serviceable and it's going to have decent texture now if this is me making it at home and i know it's going to be really good then it's the meatball hoagie number one um to me honestly the only thing i thought is just that spaghetti is so much lower than the other two you're gonna deep fry the hoagie is that what the difference is no, uh, how are you going to deep fry a, an entire hoagie? Don't ask, I'm toasting don't ask the bread. How I'll tell you're you that. Deep fry something. This is America, dude. We deep fry everything. What are you it's talking deep about? Deep fried yeah. sticks of butter. Yeah. Deep fried yeah. Oreos. Deep fried everything. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge chicken guy, but if you're pounding it super thin and then coating and deep frying it, that's I'm going to argue that's probably the best way to prepare chicken. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, honestly, you can't go wrong. All three are delicious. I love Italian food. I don't know about you guys. Yep. I'm not. I'm not going to be mad with any of those options. For sure. All right. Well, I think that wraps everything up for this squadcast. We want to say thank you so much to everyone out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Uh, we love you all. Until next time. Happy gaming. See ya. See ya, everybody. <laughs>